mind. How are you? You good? A little shell shock to like the rest of weather fans no. right now, Al. I, uh, I, I mean, everybody knew, I think, going into this road trip, there were some tough teams that they'd be going up against. But um, I, I don't know that I would have ever expected three losses to come in three distinctly unique ways, and all of them were equally painful. So a, a little bit stunned about what's going on right now. Yeah, I picked them to go 1-3-0, and but not this way. You know, I, I thought they would be structurally sound uh, and lose, you know, one goal games, but not a get out to big leads. And then last night, it just it was like it, it was like one of those things where where you're you're in a situation and you keep trying to make it better and it gets worse. It's much like watching a stand up comedian really do poorly at a club. And it was I, you know, at some point in time, you go, God, this is really bad. I feel bad for these guys. And I also thought that Broberg being benched was, you know, a bit much because CeCe was just skated by his mark and the guy who ended up scoring a goal. Yeah, I, I mean, I do find it interesting that Broberg was recalled only to play 517 last night. It was one of those things where, you know, I think there were some fingers kind of pointing at Woody before he got removed from that position where I go, well, what is Broberg doing around if you're not going to play him? But then new coach, same issue. So I'm just curious what's going to happen there because he played, you know, one-third of the next uh, of, of the next defenseman's lowest minute, which is Cody Ceci at 15.07. So uh, I'm just I'm surprised by Broberg not getting a chance and understandable uh, given, you know, there's some mistakes, but ultimately young players make mistakes and you got to kind of ride them through it if you're going to play them. Otherwise, uh, I don't know what we're doing here. Either send him back to Bakersfield where he can actually play or is he going to be a trade ship on the way out here when whatever happens next. So it's really interesting to watch the Broberg situation. I, I, again, I'm very, very surprised that this is how it's played out so far. Um, Never really would have expected Broberg to be this limited in terms of his contributions on the ice, but especially the limited opportunity he's gotten so far. Does Frank, has he abandoned the orders so he can improve his record? Well, it's a fair question because he did pick the Panthers. He did pick the Hurricanes, and of course, Frank's picks, he has won both of those. He is now 8-10, and 10, so his record is starting to crawl back towards 500. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, dis- it's distressing to see my dog, my very loyal dog, pick the opposition to win um, as often as he has lately, but at the same point, um, he knows something, yeah. clearly, and uh, it's working for him. So if you are putting a couple of shekels down on what Frank is selecting, you're you're, you're getting close to breaking even again. But, um, it, it, yeah, it, I mean, even Frank looks like he's, he, he doesn't want to do this anymore because he knows he's going to break my heart. So I feel for him. But he, he's just doing what he's supposed to do, and that's picking winners. Well, he also – he looked very sorry. He looked like a, he was he – was, he felt bad doing it. But he – and he, I mean, he didn't make any mistake. He didn't, he didn't waver at all. He went right for it. And I, you did a lot of camera work on that. Is that you who does the, does the camera work? Yeah, I got to I got to make sure to get in real tight. He's very very handsome, so I need to make sure people know the focus that's in his eyes. And like you said, he did yeah. look like he was sorry to be delivering bad news. But like any good friend, he's always going to give me the truth. Yeah, they they did the same thing with Elvis. They just had him right because the hips move and everybody gets overly excited. So you got to you got to have the close-ups of Frank, right? 100%. Yeah. Um I've talked goalie trade. I I know Ryan Rashog's out there saying that Patrick Maroon 
uh, should be, or at least that type of player should be coming in. What do you think? What do the Oilers need, in your opinion, Bagmill? Well, I think that, you know, trading at this stage of the season, November 23rd, we're talking, is going to be difficult no matter what position you're looking at, whether it's, you know, you want to get a goaltender, which I think the Oilers really very, very much need. Though I do see some of the insiders thinking that Jack Campbell will be recalled soon. He did have the 30-save shutout down in Bakersfield the other night, but... I don't know that that's enough time and enough success down there, but I think that whether you're looking at the goaltending or the defense, it's not going to be easy to make a trade right now. So I think if I'm going to make any move whatsoever, it's kind of trying get between the ears a little bit and just kind of release the pressure, release the valve that's going on right now. Like I'm thinking about tomorrow's game against the Washington Capitals. It's a one o'clock start. We know how it is generally played in matinees. It's not going very well, but I think the messaging just has to be, you know what, go out there and have fun. Go out there and enjoy the game you're playing, and the results will come or they won't. You're going up against Alex Ovechkin. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a cup champ. He's a legend in this game. Go enjoy the moment, maybe. Because right now I see a group of, of young men out there that are gripping the stick and white-knuckling their sticks, and it's, it's really causing some issues in the execution. So while we all want to see trades, and I do too, um, to answer the question directly, I think that we need to improve the defense a little bit. I, I'm looking at last night's box score, and I see, you know, Vinny DeHarnay playing 1649. That's more than CC and Kulak. I, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. So I think my first order of operations would be the defense. But in the short term, the more realistic one is I think we need to release the pressure valve on these guys and just go out and have fun. And you know what? The results are going to be what they're going to be, but go and enjoy the game for a minute because you're seeing some young men on the bench and on the ice that – the shoulders are slumping, and I'm not pretending to be a body language expert here by any means. I'm not trying to get into that. But what you can tell from just the human nature of what's going on is they're all playing really, really tight. And I think the first step has to be just getting a little joie de vivre back in their game right Whoa. now. Because... Whoa. That's the first time that's been said on this radio station. Well, I think we need it, you know? I think we need it just to get back to, you know, the back in the days where you're you're playing for orange slices and things like that. We need to we need to break them down to zero and rebuild it back up because right now we've got some guys who are very, very tense. Uh bag milk using the big words and going outside the language to do it uh on the low down with low tide on sports fourteen forty. I'm starting to feel, not badly, but but I'm feeling empathy for Chris Knobloch. He replaced a wildly popular coach, and this is tough training. This is a tough schedule, and they are not doing well on the road. And I, I, I'm not going to say it's wearing on him because he just started the, 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 the role, but he's supposed to come in and have answers, and right now those answers are not working. It's a tough spot for him because Woodcroft was popular, and if this goes really sideways, this might be a fairly short uh, first uh, round with coaching career in the NHL. 100%. I feel so. I, I personally, and I still do feel like firing Jay Woodcroft this early was a mistake. However, I do want to give Chris Knobloch the, the fair shot he deserves. And ultimately, he came into an impossible situation. The expectations in the city are sky high. But I don't begrudge a man like that for living out his dream. I don't begrudge a guy for looking at an opportunity with the Edmonton Oilers to coach in the National Hockey League and taking it, thinking he can make a difference. Of course he's going to do that. He believes in himself. But right now, I think the messaging from Chris Knobloch, like I know they're, uh, according to some of the media that's on the road, they're, they're having a pretty tough practice today, a very detail-oriented practice. And I like to see that. But I also think some of his messaging should be, like I said earlier, just, guys, we just got to go out there and play a little bit. We got to go out there and have fun. You're going to make mistakes. Nobody's going to get in trouble for it. 
I'm going to roll the lines. Let's start getting some people feeling good about their game, and then maybe the results will follow. But I'm with you. I feel like he is in an impossible position right now. I, I feel like this – I was just say this, and I know I won't be right, but I think that, that if, if, if the Edmonton Oilers make the playoffs, they're going to be a massively hard out because – to go from the depths here and to go from what happened in Vegas to having a, any kind of a shot in the postseason, they're going to be unbelievably tough to beat if they get there. Oh, absolutely. The resilience it will take from this group to climb out of this hole. I mean, they need a cherry picker at this point to climb out of this hole. It's so deep. Mm-hmm. So if they can actually get themselves back into contention, that is going to take a whole lot of urgency, a ton of resilience. And you're absolutely right. You know what? It's just kind of like kind of like the Florida Panthers in a very, very small way from last season where they were the last man in. They they kind of snagged the last spot on the last day almost, and they rode that wave all the way into the Stanley Cup Finals. Ultimately, they lost in the finals, but I think the point remains that they were a group that was playing loose, they were playing some good hockey, and they were resilient, and it paid off in the playoffs when the pressure cranks up. So if the Oilers can turn this around, and I believe they do have the personnel, if there's anybody that can do it, a team with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl on it is my pick. But, uh, yeah, I think that they're going to have to summon something from the depths to make that happen because this hole is deep, and it is American Thanksgiving, and we've all seen the stats about what that means when you're on the outside looking in. I know you don't have your M truck to kick around uh, during today, but are, is anybody else paying any attention? Or are they all? I feel like Kennedy's the only one who works there. Yes. That's right. Kennedy, we have her doing everything from A to Z. Um, We are all sitting and wallowing in our own sadness right now. And I think that uh, we need Kennedy to really raise the tides. Mm -hmm. We need her to lift everyone's spirits. And she's doing that. She's giving it the old college try. She's doing the best she can. She's doing Gord's work over there, isn't she? Oh, the best. Yeah. So how do you, because I don't know about your site, but my site gets like triple the hits when the Oilers are bad. And whenever the orders are good, people are just damn happy and they walk around smiling all damn day. So yep. it, it's it's a weird thing, right? Like uh, this is this is golden times for for us, you know, in terms of people visiting and paying attention to what we do. But as a as a fan of Oiler fans, I'd like them to be happy. Is that the way you feel? Yeah, and it's the exact same thing, too. OilersNation.com is absolutely slammed with traffic right now. Misery loves company, and unfortunately, we're all in this together. But, yeah, I would much rather that we're all high-fiving and I've seen jerseys out in the wild. I haven't been seeing any car flags. I haven't been seeing any jerseys. I'd much prefer that. This city is a much happier and more fun place, and the Oilers are good. And this one is tough. I mean, Al, we've been around a long time covering the team and in the blogosphere and kind of walking through different eras of what's, what's gone on here. We both covered it through the decade of darkness, but this one is different. This one feels different. The expectations were very, very high and to have the results go the way that they have is just, it's almost dumbfounding. Yeah. I, I, I was talking to Almeida last night. Um, I, I thought he lost my number. I'm going to have to block him. But he called and I answered. Uh, and he, he was just talking about the like the the what to do now. And his his suggestion was just to simplify it and make it really like you said fun. But I think his his idea wasn't necessarily fun. Just to make it very elementary and and almost to back to the basics. And you know I think you have to build up even though it's November and your season ha- is bleeding away. Uh, but you've got to start from somewhere. And, and, you know, if there is a rock bottom, maybe today's it and you win it against Washington and then the road trip doesn't look quite as bad. Is that sort of what you have to take out of today? Yeah, 
unfortunately, you have to just kind of get bad. Like nobody's having a good time right now. So we need to get these boys just playing a little bit looser, a little bit freer. I think that some of the mistakes they're making, they're playing not to lose. They're not playing to win. And I think that that's a, you know, that's something that's going on between the ears. And I don't blame anyone too. When the results are as poor as they have been, it's hard to be like, all right, gang, let's get up and go and let's get after it. But unfortunately I think that the best way around it is to have a little bit of fun. And remember you're playing the national hockey league. It's a privilege and you got there because of hard work and skill. And you remember that a little bit, maybe watch some videos from the happier times, maybe put on some tunes, you know, have something going on, change the day, change the morning routine or something just to kind of get a little pivot, a little half turn, something different than what they've had because what's gone so far isn't working. And ultimately I think that the best thing they can do is just get back to, like you said, simplifying it, breaking it down and maybe going back to some childlike memories of just having fun playing the game when it wasn't always so stressful. So you quoted a little bit of tub thumping in there. Maybe we should all just listen to that song. Listen, I drink a whiskey drink. I drink a vodka drink. They're all going down and we'll see what happens next. You know, sometimes you got to blur the memories and that's where we're at right now. (laughs) Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you.